Blog Talk Radio. Turnbuckle Turnbuckle fans, this is QT and Sign Guy with you on another another Sunday. Uh, We're supposed to have on an exciting new wrestler, pretty new to the business, Ray Black out of Arizona. Hopefully, he will be joining us shortly. Sign Guy is slightly under the weather, but he's a trooper and he showed up today. Sign Guy, can you tell our massive... Turnbuckle Turmoil fans, a little bit about uh, how you're under the weather. And was it a I have a massive sinus infection. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought it might have been uh, coming from a backstage blow you received from some wrestling event that we were in last night, Timberland Pro Wrestling. Yes, Timber Pro Wrestling, the first ever show. Brand new Timberweight champion was crowned QT. Oh, okay. Yes, and a cruiserweight also, a cruiserweight. That was CPW's cruiserweight championship. They decided that on the Timber Pro Show. Yes, we were in a very nice venue in Stalton, Washington. Now, Sign, I know that uh, your uh, sinuses are infecting you a little bit uh, under the weather. Are you now drinking chamomile tea with rose hips? Uh, no, I've been uh, alternating Gatorade and water so far. Oh, very good. You got to stay dehydrated. I mean, hydrated. Yes, yes. hydrated. Oh, okay. Well, now I'll keep you talking to a minimum. I've got uh, a fastball for freedom here by Gary Morgenstein. Would you like me to read from? Um, what page would you like me to read from? Yes, seventy-two. Okay, I'm going to uh, double that and read from 124. Ironically, I'm at 124. But if it was doubled, that would have been 62, so I digress. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Now, do you want me to start reading from the middle of the page? Keeping in mind, our wrestling fans, that this is wrestling-related. Do you want me to start at the middle of the page? I think so. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, very good. Okay. Uh, hopefully, nowhere dangerous. Well, I got to keep my eye on this. Let me uh, prop this book up here so I can. Now, oh, uh, for all those massive fans uh, at the gas station listening to the broadcast, hello. And and I go with a mid grade of gas if I were you. We we're, we're I think we're live from a a uh, gas station in Monroe. I think I think it's Monroe. Uh, okay. Possibly. Okay. The American slid into the back of the black Mercedes at the curb. 
The Muslim glanced in the rearview mirror to make sure his cargo was still there before pulling away. Al and the law followed in the black van. Still no Ray Black, okay. Uh, there is water there and also cashews if you like. Puppy, hey, wait a second. We, we know a wrestler named Puppy. Uh, yeah, we sure do. But this okay. is not that puppy. This is Puppy uh, Netic, future baseball oh. star. Oh, sure, yeah, but I, I knew there was a wrestling connection. Okay. <laughs> All right. Puppy and Annette shared a, a bottle and a stare at the man as they drove through central London. Where are we going, Puppy asked, to your flat. Now, for all those uh, wrestlers, uh, the term flat is just an apartment. That's what they call a flat in uh, England, and they call the bathroom the loo. The loo. <laughs> he exchanged a shrewd glance with Annette. It feels good to be outside. Maybe a drive. We promise we won't try escaping. They hadn't told him what to do except become the American's friend. And he needed to stop off at a Mufa, was M-A-Q-Muklau, to <laughs> refill his Oxycontin prescription. Oh, now you see some wrestlers because of back pain. Uh, it, it happens a little bit here and there. They become hooked on Oxycontin because of back pain. Yes. I knew this. We lost a lot of wrestlers that way, yes. Okay. His face was throbbing again. Azar Mustafa dashed through a yellow light, cutting off honking cars. Well, we know a couple wrestlers named Mustafa, too. Okay. He was the chauffeur, and why not? At least it was a familiar role, driving around people who baffled him. The crusader woman, attractive in that devilish way they had, purred about her need for new shoes. Azar uh, waited until they hit a light at Oxford Street before brandishing a wad of dishrams. I guess that's dollar bills in Arabic. Resisting the urge to contemptuously, contemptuously fling them over his shoulder. The woman squealed and counted the money twice as a ball player apologized, explaining his wife had suffered through some trauma about her wardrobe. Azar parked in front of the discount uh, department store Herald, flashing a Sutra, I wonder what a Sutra Sutra ID at the doorman, which enabled the Dimami to shop there simultaneously with true believers. Stiffening at Azar's insignia, a howling falcon with wings outstretched, its talons clutching a tiny, what? Entrailing oh a animal's neck the door what the hell was that about? the tiny <laughs> animal's neck the doorman eagerly let them by fear always works Azar thought unhappily trailing after the crusaders as they navigated past the crush of greed they shopped on all seven floors Azar figured that they would have to t- would have to tire somewhere on the fourth floor. But the woman was determined to spend every single penny of the son's money. Now, this brings to mind, sign guy, I once once studied with a woman that was a very heavy spender. She once bought a, an escalator marked down. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yes, very good. <laughs> okay, let me see now. Every penny. Okay. Sons Money. Almost ma- maliciously selecting gaudy shoes in the non believers section that only someone who rejected Allah would consider. Gaudy shoes. Now, Sun Guy, we have seen curled toed wrestling boots on, on a wrestler in the Northwest. Can you name that wrestler? Curled toed boots. I have Fuller Debashi. Oh, there you go. Okay. Very good. Okay. She insisted on wearing the gold-buckled open-toe shoe shoes out, leading the exhausted puppy up the escalators, who apologized with shy, silent shrugs to Azar a few paces behind. On the sixth floor, the wife absolutely demanded buying them all a snack. Chewing still hurt. He was sure the surgeon had done something to his teeth, or maybe it was his jaw, though the doctors denied any complications, praising God for the speed and success of the plastic surgery. Oh, I think we got our caller. Okay. Just, okay. That's, I got it. Here. Okay. Uh, caller from the 623 area code. This is a Turnbuckle Turmoil radio show. Is this Ray Black? This is Ray Black. How you doing, Turmoil? Hey, Sun Guy, we have Ray Black here. Uh, okay. Uh, Ray, I was just reading from Gary Morgenstein's A Fastball from for Freedom, but now that we got you on the show... Uh, I'll commence to asking you our standard questions. First of all, welcome. Very good. Very good. Welcome. All right. Uh, for the record, I was on page 124 where I left off. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ray, we uh, usually start out our broadcast with our standard question. How did you get involved in this crazy business? You know, just like everybody else, everybody has a passion. From It, it starts with childhood. I don't tell people I started wrestling uh, five years ago in 2015 where I started training in Alaska. I tell people I started training when I was five years old. So I always wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? So started training okay. in uh, Alaska in 2015. Started bumping on just the wood, no padding. Thought that was normal. Uh, trained there for a year. Started wrestling 2016. Got two knee surgeries. Was going to be done with it. Decided when I came back and got got to Arizona. Started training back up here, and now I'm just the Prince of Grit, Ray Black now. So now, did you uh, start? Did you run into a fellow up in Alaska? Y period T period Jones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like the guy, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, did he pass on some of his wrestling wisdom that he had uh, uh, occurred through several years? Uh, did he pass on any locker room wisdom when you were a young rookie? The way he was always involved in the crowd, I always respected that. He yelled back at the crowd, that intensity. You know, you, you can't you can't not hear him, you know what I'm saying? So every time he was out there, people looked at him, so... I mainly watched. I watched YT. I see. At any time, did he uh, start a vicious rumor that a wrestling uh, oh, semi-god, 
semi-god in the Northwest oh. gave him stale fruit pies. Stale fruit pies. <laughs> gave him what? Stale fruit pies. I'm laughing. I'm laughing right now. Gave him what? Stale fruit pies. There is someone in the Northwest. Well, okay. I'm go- the ruse is up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna t- give up the gig here. Yeah, uh, you I get myself give out fruit pies for the wrestlers that are number one ranked in our weekly Turnbuckle Turmoil poll, and sometimes sign guide buys fruit pies also to give to the number one ranked wrestler. Okay. And he, uh, and, no, I have not heard that rumor that he, that he's that guy. I don't, I don't think he is, but if that's the rumor going around, I hope that's a, yeah, that's a weird one. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying, could no, you I... yourself see Y period T period Jones ranked number one in the weekly turnbuckle turmoil rankings for his flight and efforts flight down to the Pacific Northwest and his efforts as manager. I can definitely I could see him as a, like, definitely as a manager. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all I, like, because I don't know he was still active. Yeah, I could see him as a manager. From the last oh, thing I've seen from him. Oh, okay. All right. So now, uh, Ray, you said you, when did you move from Alaska down to Arizona? Well, I moved from Alaska in 2018 in the same transition year. So it was 2018 when the whole transition happened. So I've been here since 2018 in Arizona. I've been wrestling uh, AWS, like wrestling out of there mainly. I saw your YouTube video entitled Ray Black Challenges Chubby Death at Overdrive oh. 8. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, Chubby. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ray, at the 44-second mark of this match, you were quoted as saying, Chubby, I'm going to give you the opportunity to get back to earn some true grit. My question is, were you yourself a big fan of John Wayne's movie, True Grit? You know, we all watched it in school, you know, mainly. Uh, I was, but my grandma had the VHS tape in her house. So, yes, I was always a fan of John Wayne, uh, Clint Eastwood, like the, the other like real-life guys, not just the Hollywood stars, Bill Pickett, John Weir, Baz Rees, uh a lot of guys that inspire me to do like and create what I have now and this confidence I have now with his character. But through grit, I didn't get my grit from there, but I, it was it definitely played a part of my uh, tornado that made this person I am, who I am now. Do you know if Chubby Depp himself has seen the movie True Grit? <laughs> uh, he. He probably seen it, and he probably ate some while he was watching it. So, uh, yeah, Chubby, yeah, he probably he, he he watched it, and he also ate the grits. He did both. Oh, I oh okay. I'm a big fan of buttered grits myself. Grits with yeah. Chubby, Chubby yeah. You already know how I'm feeling about him right now. I don't like Chubby. I gotta 
a match with him in the future, too. So I'm like, eh, he's on my mind. Well, you know, Chubby uh, is one of the uh, wrestlers that you could call uh, maybe classify in the super heavyweight uh, division. You yourself are not in the super heavyweight division. You, in the weight divisions of boxing, there's cruiserweight, uh, junior heavyweight, and heavyweight. Uh, uh, I'd say that you were probably in the junior heavyweight class. My, I am a pretty much expert at video analysis, and I say you go mm-hmm. about six foot tall, 195 pounds. Am I close? That's, that's closer. That's closer. That's around, about around there. From five five oh. ten and one eighty five, but that was pretty close. But with oh. boots on, I'm probably six foot. Oh, now that's more near a cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, how do you, Ray? Can you tell our turnbuckle turmoil listeners how a cruiserweight can can prepare for someone with the bulk of of someone like Cubby, Cubby, Depp. So you ever watch you ever watch the the, the family show uh, the kids show Tom and Jerry? Yes. So I'm just using you just use, it's a weight detection thing you know you just use the weight against the person that's all you got to do and just outsmart. And I've never been in in the ring with somebody of chubby size, but I was always able to maneuver weight, use people's weight against them. So I stay elusive. I stay try to stay my Trying to stay like trying to be water, pretty much. Not trying to steal from Bruce Lee, but I'm trying to always trying to stay in my opponent's head and always trying to stay on. I'm trying to use his weight. I'm always around his net. I'm always trying to be connected to something so I can make him go into something. So it's always getting on top of your game, and sometimes you don't get it, but sometimes it it plays out well for you. And that's why Chubby landed in the chips. Yes, the blue waiting pool I saw in his video. Yes. Okay. Well, now speaking of Cubby, he is kind of kind of in the mode of the bigger man of WWE. For instance, like Tugboat and Typhoon. Were you yourself mm-hmm. a fan of the natural disasters? I I, I thought they were they're they're good. I think they're good. Like okay, I never really watched the super heavyweight guys, but I've heard of them and I've seen some work, but I, I don't have enough to be like, oh yeah, I'm a, those yeah those guys I'm a fan of. Oh okay, okay. Can but you I respect tell us the who... work that they've done? Okay, okay, very good. Uh, when you were growing up as a little kid and you first got exposed to WWE on TV, who uh, certainly grabbed your eye? Was one of them Triple H? Now, now you're going to be surprised. This is you're going to be surprised. So, when I first started watching, when it, the person that drew me into it was the Big Show, Paul White. Oh, okay. So Paul White was my favorite character for like ten years, from like being five years old. So I was always a Big Show fan. And now, were you, yeah. for, were you kind of disappointed when Money Mayweather broke his jaw? Was that Money Mayweather? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We don't talk about that on Spoken WrestleMania. You know, we don't want to. Uh, 
Yeah, no, no, that was a no. That was a very entertaining match. I thought it was great. You know, it was like Big Show was still Big Show. I felt like Money Mayweather, Money Mayweather was Mayweather. So whatever happened there, it was like no, I wasn't disappointed. He still, he still was my guy. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a guy that jumps on somebody else's bandwagon. You know, if I like you, I like, I like you. You know, and if I don't, I'm like, huh. But Big Show, I'm still a fan of his. He still like always give him the respect of being my first favorite wrestler ever. Wasn't it the big show that uh, did a suplex off the second turnbuckle with Brock Lesnar and the ring collapsed? Oh, yeah, that's like, yeah, I think that's, I believe that was 2004. Yes. I believe. Yeah, that was, yeah, great moment. Oh, that that right there, intensity, that's like, that's like, that's what I'm about right there. Bigger in life personalities, just going at it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Who could forget that? That was the first time that happened, I believe. Now, have you yourself ever met the Big Show in real life? Oh no, uh, no, I have not met the Big Show. Only been a fan through the through the screen. So, but, no, okay, yeah. Wow, all right, yeah, okay. Big Show, Paul White, he's the guy. Well. Uh, Ray, can you uh, tell us about your athletic background in high school, and did you wrestle in high school? Yes, I wrestled. I started wrestling in 10th grade. Uh, first, straight off the bat, I wrestled varsity nine, uh, varsity from 10th grade to my finish. Uh, went to nationals, got fifth place there. Uh more knee injuries. I just had knee injuries all through my, like, life, you know. So that took me out of the game, like, during my senior year, varsity wrestler, and that was it pretty much. And I joined the military shortly after that and then became a paratrooper because I had to do something. So, well, and did that for uh, years. Now, like uh, most uh, guys entering high school, uh, they enter uh, with a – uh, not uh, the and well, ninth grade and tenth grade they still have weight to pack on. I'm going to guess in tenth grade you wrestled at the 145 pound no 136 pound class. Am I correct? Yes, 136 in height one. Yeah, tenth grade. Yeah, definitely. That was that was pretty much on the money right there. That was really on the money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it was 136. That was. Yeah. Oh. What are you? Can you? What are you doing? That was good. <laughs> I have connections in Arizona that, that check out our yes. That, yes, undercover uh, guess. Okay, 136. I'm going to guess in ten, uh, 11th grade, you jumped, 11th, you jumped up to 156 pounds. Yes, 156, yes. Oh, okay. You know, you're starting, you're starting to scare me. I'm going to come down there, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got my information from Cubby, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. <laughs> and for your senior year, I'm going to guess you, uh, you, you probably topped off at 172 pounds. Yeah, that's something like uh, 160 something. I was 160 towards that. So it was like more like okay. 165. But that's pretty close. I'll still give you uh, – it's in a vicinity, so – 
Now, were you a big fan of Kurt Angle, who also wrestled in high school and went on to become NCAA champ in the state of Pennsylvania? Were you a big fan of Kurt Angle? If, if nobody's not a fan of Kurt Angle, I don't even understand why they're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I, I feel like I have to be just by, just he's a part of he's part of wrestling. He like show me like, oh, you can do this and put all of it together, you know. So definitely, I'm a big fan of Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. Well, when he was in high school, Kurt Angle was encouraged not to cut weight. And, in fact, he often was seen eating Big Macs and fries before some of his matches, and he utilized his speed and leg strength to neutralize heavier opponents. He often wrestled at the higher weight classes, and especially when when he got to college in Pennsylvania. He was right around 195 pounds, and he was often going against heavyweight that were 220, 230 pounds, but he never had to really diet or go into the sauna. My question is, did you yourself have to cut a lot of weight and watch what you eat before matches in high school? Um, If I was wrestling, like in the beginning, like the 10th grade and 11th grade when I was in there, uh, I would have to watch my weight. But my senior year, I was wrestling at a higher weight class, so I didn't really have to watch anything. Because the guys I was wrestling like I was at one, like you said, 170, but I was 165, 162 around there. So no, I never really had to watch it. Just ate right after. I just went, did my, uh, got my weight done from the ref. Boom. He said, "Oh, you're good. Just start eating what I want." Because the guys I'm going to wrestle like 10 pounds, probably bigger than me. So depends on the opponent you have or what weight class you're wrestling. So. Oh, okay. All right, very good. All right, well, Ray, I also saw another YouTube video of you entitled Tubby Depp versus Ray Black, Arizona Wrestling Federation Overdrive 8. And at the beginning of the video, Tubby Depp came into the ring and he was eating from a bag. My guess is that he was eating tortilla chips. Can you tell our listeners what he spilled from the black bag into the blue waiting pool? <laughs> so the whole so so the whole match. So uh, after his uh, disqualification from the previous match, he challenged me to a chubby chip challenge match, and I, I thought the guy was joking. You know, I never heard about this at all. I never heard. I heard about casket matches. I heard about ladder matches. Heard about table matches. I never heard of a chubby chip challenge so i'm like okay meet me anywhere i'll play your little game let's do it come to show he, they put a, a kitty pool in there whoever gets their opponent in the kitty pool filled with chips wins the match and that's the stipulations that he wanted so anything that he wanted i, was, I just wanted to show him that i i can beat him at any game because it's chubby. Yeah, look at me look at chubby so, yeah, it was a it was a bag of tortilla catering chips from somewhere. I don't know where he got them, but I was like, I'm down for the chip chip play if he wants. Now, before the match, did you have a did you get together with uh, your uh, commissioner of your wrestling, uh, the Arizona Wrestling Federation, and did you have a contract signing in much the same way? 
as Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant had their contract signing. Yes, we both had <laughs> – me and Shelby both had chips. We got a, a piece of paper. We dipped in it some ink, and we wrote our names on a piece of paper. Yeah, we signed it. No, it was like wow. – it was more of an agreement. It was like <laughs> – but it was more of an agreement. It was like, okay. We was like, we, I already wanted the match, you know. I don't need to sign any paperwork unless I don't have to, unless they really think I'm going to hurt somebody. So, but Whoa. Chubby, he's a – he's – like I said, he, he he watched True Grit, and he also ate it. So, he's a weird guy. <laughs> Can you tell our Turnbuckle Turmoil listeners who the commissioner indeed is at Arizona Wrestling Federation? Oh, that would be Jared Devitt. Do you see eye to eye on most issues with him? You said what was that? Do you see eye to eye on most issues with your commissioner? You know, I, I usually, usually, to be honest, I stay out of wrestling politics because I know it's a it's a crazy world out there. So, uh, if it if it doesn't make sense, then I would say something. But if I'm down with a, a chip match, sure, let's, let me see what I can do with this. So, usually I see eye to eye with, with him, you know. There's oh, usually okay. no issues. And I, think, and I think he knows that. Can you tell our two-buckle turmoil fans why Chubby Dick was disqualified from your first match with him? Well, uh, I guess he was getting – so, I was beating the holy – like, just beating him so bad that the ref, and I took my belt off, and I choked him. I choked him for a split second, and the ref thought I was killing him, literally. And the ref called the whole match. Literally, that's what happened. I was choking him on the ropes. He didn't give me a count of five. So I'm like, okay, don't give me a count of five. Just tell me to get back. No, he disqualifies the whole match. So me and Chubby is both in the ring, and starts to altercation between me and the ref that I probably didn't want, but hey, stuff happened. But yeah, it was a due to disqualification. For, All right, was the match was that referee was that same referee in your second match with Cubby Chubby? Yes, he was, and you know why? Because I requested yeah he be there because this time he couldn't. He couldn't do anything, no disqualifications. He couldn't count anything out. I just wanted to show him, show him the proof that what I'm doing is fully legal and how I'm going to destroy Chubby is fully legal. That's it. So I just wanted to look him in the eye just for a little bit. So I I made sure that he was reffing that night. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Ray, how much did you pay for your stylish cowboy hat? Oh, that Dallas Cowboy hat that has to go for about, mm, it's like about 45 bucks. You know, you get a good one. Oh, okay. Sleek. Now, what yeah. what did you think of the Cowboy hat that uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, used to wear to the ring? His Cowboy hat. Oh, yeah, he got the good, yeah. Shawn got the good Cowboy hat. You know, that's, that is a... He's the George Strait of wrestling. He is the king of wrestling to me. So I'm like, uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels' cowboy hat is always on point, man. You're, everybody knows that. That's HBK right there. To your yeah, knowledge. After the, big has, show, after the big show with Shawn Michaels. 
Oh, okay. That's your number two guy. Okay. Uh, to your knowledge, has Y period T period Jones ever worn a cowboy hat? <laughs> uh, I think he's more of a cowboy fedora guy. So I, I know he wears fedoras. So he always got the uh, extravagant uh, outfits and attire, but never saw him in a cowboy hat. That's a good question. Now you, you're making cool. me think. I got to oh, go through okay. some of those matches with YT now. Maybe you could maybe you could uh, give get him a mid-range cowboy hat for Christmas and ship it to the mail in, to Alaska up there. A mid-range cowboy hat. You know what? That'll sound nice. And we call him the Prince of Pimps or something like that. YT period Jones. Yes, I think maybe a, or perhaps a 1970s early 1970s uh, pimp hat. Kind of like what uh, oh, like, Cosmo Beamer wore when he became a pimp. <laughs> that, would actually, that would actually be a good idea. You know what? <laughs> I, hope it, I think his birthday is maybe coming up, maybe. But, yeah, I'm oh, like, okay. oh, yeah. I haven't talked to him in a while, so. I'll have to oh, like, hey, right. man. i send you a hat. Wow. All right. Okay, well, we will. Uh, I, I will have my wrestling sources up in Alaska. Keep an eye out uh, for a hat that uh, Y period T period yeah. Jones may get for Christmas in the style of the hat that Cosmo Kramer wore on Seinfeld when he became a, a pimp. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. There you. <laughs> there you go. And that's all she wrote. There it is. Oh, okay. All right. Well, now speaking of your hat, of an, uh, an ensemble that goes with your hat, can you tell us about your stylish black western trench coat? See that just, that just came from just like the western, like the the grit style, you know. And I was just like, it's loose, you know. Oh, I can do something with it. I can maneuver into like choke ties and just it just like it, it became a personality on me. You know what I'm saying? After a while, it just. It's mainly from like the Western, keeping that 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 character, so I can feel it when I come out. You know what I'm saying? Keeping me in the zone. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, can you tell us what your top three cowboy movies of all time are? And uh, did one of them involve John Wayne? And did one of them involve Clint Eastwood? Cowboy movies. Uh, I okay. okay. One not involving John Wayne, but Clint Eastwood, yes. Uh, Dirty Harry, Hateful Eight, I, I love that movie, and uh, Magnificent Seven, starring Denzel Washington. Uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but I just watched uh, Denzel Washington. That's my favorite actor, Denzel Washington. That guy's good. So those are my three movies, Dirty Harry, Hateful Eight, and Magnificent Seven. Ooh, okay. And Tombstone is about- in there somewhere too. Tombstone is somewhere in there, but I'm like, ugh, gotta get. It's too many. I wish you only get. I wish you gave me like five. Then. Wow. Okay. But El well, Camino. El Camino. I know it's not a cowboy movie, but El Camino also was. He was a cowboy, just not with the style. That's all he was. Oh, okay. Well, now the Enforcer was a good movie by Clint Eastwood. The Enforcer. Oh yeah, Enforcer. That was a 
Yes, enforcer. Okay. Now, how about Charles Bronson? I think he would have made a good wrestler, and he was in a couple of westerns. Charles Bronson. He, in a couple of westerns, you think he'll been good? Yes. Well, I know he was in one western where he was in a in a bar, and a sheriff uh, said that he didn't like drinking with half breeds. And uh, Charles Bronson said, "Lay off, lawman." You can see it on YouTube. Yes, yes. You, uh, Charles, his face. Yeah, he has the oh, most intense face. You know, I like him better, like in uh, the Death Wish. Like I used to watch that movie at my grandma's house all the time. That movie. So I'm like, yeah, he definitely can play like in a western. I would think most people would agree that if they watched your YouTube video entitled Chubby Depp versus Ray Black, Arizona Wrestling Federation, that you yourself had a Charles Bronson face. <laughs> me, me, <I've> been... <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm going to take that as a compliment because he's so intense when he's, he's like, yeah, eerie. I try my best. Yes. I try. I try. Oh, Okay. All right. Well, Ray, uh, I'd like to thank you for your military service. I myself served in the Coast Guard. Uh, Can you tell us if you you. served in the Army? What was that? Did you yourself serve in the Army? Yes, I served in the Army from 2013, started 2014 to 2018. Oh, that's right. Yes. You said you were a paratrooper. A paratrooper. Yep. Holy smokes. Oh, okay, now was this before or after you had uh, suffered a knee injury? Uh, this. So I had, like, small, like, things that were happening to my knees when I was in, like, wrestling. Then I stopped because there were, like, things were happening. And I joined the military after I felt like I was healed. Joined in. And then one, one time I went to – I was in a station in Alaska. Jumped out the airplane. Lots of snow on the ground. Don't know where to position my feet. So when I land, do it too early, boom, snap, snap, crackle, and pop. And I tore like, ACL and meniscus. Wow. What altitude yeah, that did you That took me out of the game for a while. So we probably would have had this interview way sooner if that did not happen. Oh, boy. What altitude did you jump from, usually? Altitude. Uh, usually like 12,000 feet or probably a little bit higher. You know, you just go, you know. You know, it's like, I remember one time I was like, we were standing up for so long. It was like, stand up, hook up. We hooked up. And I was like, all right, we were standing there for 20 minutes with like 100 pounds of gear on us. We're standing there. I fall asleep. And they say, Go. It's like start smacking everybody's butt to go, 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 go. I get to the door. I'm so depleted. You know what I'm saying? I jump out. I hit the side of the aircraft. Like I don't have enough velocity going out. Hit the side of the aircraft. Then I fall, sit down on my butt. I hit that part. Then I, then the aircraft shoots me out like, like I'm fit. You know what I mean? I'm like, so that was like, yeah, that was like one of the worst, but usually 12,000 feet. Wow. Holy smokes. Why hasn't there been any wrestlers called the parachutist? <laughs> you know, uh, we need one. We need at least one. But if anybody could do it, I probably I can I can I can do that. 
I've met a lot of paratrooper wrestlers in the, in the past. Couldn't they, couldn't they uh, go to the top turnbuckle, put something uh, on the top turnbuckle to even add more height, and go off on, on a suicide dive, and on the way down uh, to their helpless opponent that lay sprawled on a mat, they could open a miniature parachute. I'd like to see that. You know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound bad at all. Well, Mr. Black, as part of our Turnbuckle Turmoil staff, I'm going to suggest that you do, uh, you do some research and maybe uh, in Arizona Wrestling Federation, you yourself can measure the height of the top turnbuckle, add something to that top turnbuckle, and maybe start practicing leaping off that uh, in whatever dive you want uh, onto your opponent and maybe open up a miniature parachute. Yes. Mm. I think the fans would do that. And if you you do see that, if you see that match, just know you were the influence behind that. So if I, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Well, think about if you go back up to uh, Alaska and uh, Y period, T period Jones gives you a bad lady of the night uh, for your service, and you get <laughs> lady and you, of the night. Then you can parachute <laughs> right on him. Yes. <laughs> I like I like oh. talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Ray, can you tell us about uh, how some of your experiences in boot camp, that culture shock, that civilians experience? Oh, yeah. Uh, going from civilian to the uh, military, how that may have influenced some of your wrestling? It definitely, that was part of the grit. That's part of, like, definitely. And you would know, you know, going, like, doing your training. It's like, uh, it, it just creates that, like, that selfness about you, you know, not to trust anybody. You can't trust anybody to me. Uh, just molding your your character, your intensity, and all your categories of integrity, respect, loyalty, uh, hardships, and everything. It just, it just hardened those for you. Whatever was weak before you came there, which I didn't have many, but I did. But whatever you are weekly, weak, whatever you are weekly, that's what they mold and structure and make greater. So I, I got to appreciate them for that. And, you know what I mean? And me being a paratrooper, that's also a whole, a whole nother level of mind thinking. So, yeah, so I, I think it was like, like okay. Now, did you reach the week of E4 or E5 before you got out? Oh, I think Ray, are you still there? Ray, are you still there? Hello? 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 Hello, this is a Turnbuckle Turmoil show. Did we lose Ray? Oh, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, I think I got you back. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you, did you um, hear everything I said? Did you hear everything I said about the... 
Uh, no. Nick, can you repeat what you said? Was it about the or military? Some of it? You didn't get that. Yes. I I I heard a car. Uh, I think I heard a car beeper when you were saying something about uh, paratrooping in high heights. Yeah, I was saying. Are, what? Are, are you, oh, uh, yeah, you were saying something about jumping from high heights. How it is an unnatural act. Unnatural act. Yes. Oh, especially with Navy SEALs. Yes. It's, it's yeah. It's very yeah. It's not a, it's not a natural thing. Humans don't belong up there, you know. I think they should pay the military service member way more for when they jump out. It's not enough. It's only seventy five bucks, you know, seventy five bucks a month. So you got to do at least at least what you don't do two jumps a month. Usually you do five. So, but uh, yeah, it's not a yeah. It's it's a, it's fun. It's fun until like your knees get. Or something happens. It's fun till then. Boy, oh boy, it's seventy-five a month. That's only the price of a of a stylish cowboy hat. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you can get. So my whole gear has come from being a paratrooper. So everything I got. Okay. Now, Ray, were you an E four or an E five when you got out? I was a corporal when I got out. So close to yeah. So but E four, E five, E four. And uh, corporal the same, so yeah, I guess I'm mean, yeah E4. Oh, okay, all right. Can you tell our turnbuckle turmoil listeners what your top three army movies of all time are? Top three army movies. Mm. Mm. Top three army movies. Now I'm thinking. Well, can you give me some of yours so I can get a, my brain moving? Sure. Uh, Tom Hanks uh, uh, starred in that movie. Was it called D-Day? Tom Hanks? Was it? Wait, was that Tom Hanks? Yes, uh, Tom Hanks. uh, I don't know if it was um, called D-Day, but it was about his experiences in D-Day. I'm sure I'm getting the movie wrong, but it was one of the top grossing army movies of all time. Most realistic army movies of all time. I can't, I don't think I'm calling it right. But uh, I think yeah, I know, I think and they, I know what you're talking about. Okay, that's one of them. I'm going to say the movie that came out in the '70s, "Tora Tora Tora," was uh, one of my favorites. "Tora Tora Tora," and then okay, yeah. I I think my third ranked movie of all time, maybe tied for second, is the comedy movie "Stripes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that you said comedy movie because I have a comedy movie in there, in there too. Uh, I like uh, what's the movie with? What is that movie? Came on the seventies. You know it. You already know what I'm talking about, man. You know what I'm talking about. It's uh, um, Arlie. Arlie's in there. Oh, I I would uh, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about that movie with Goldie Hawn. I can't remember the name with that army movie with Khan, uh, Goldie Hawn. Um, boy, I can't. Well, would you would you yourself agree that Stripes is one of your favorite movies with Sergeant Holka? <laughs> that's that's an interesting. Yeah, that's that's just a funny one. But major is major pain. Is that considered uh, an army? A oh yeah. Movie? I so that's I my guess I one. guess that's, so. That's my comedy one. 
that's my comedy one right there. Uh, I like Jarhead from two thousand like two thousand six. I believe I had that one. Uh, and mm, American Sniper was good. Hacksaw Ridge was good. Oh, Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. Okay. All right. But, yeah, I guess Major Pain was a good one because they had Bam Bam Bigelow in it. Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh yeah. See, you know, you, you know, you already know me and the big guys. Yes. Okay. Well, Ray, now uh, my co-host sign guy is slightly under the weather, a little bit of problems with his sinuses. However, I think he can squeeze in a few questions. Uh, Sign guy, do you have a few questions for Ray? Sure. First of all, thanks for being here. So my first question is, since you lived in Alaska and trained up there, Especially the time frame you were there, there weren't a lot of backup wrestlers. Uh, it was a small net group. I imagine Arizona also kind of a small net wrestling community, just being a little more isolated. What's it like wrestling in places where there's not a large wrestling community necessarily? So you said, what do I feel like watching, I mean, wrestling in a not such a large wrestling uh, community? Correct. You know, like, I, I tell people, like, straight down, even, I don't think about those things. The only thing I think about when I'm wrestling is, like, I know that I will become paralyzed for this sport that I do. So I really never, because that will always uh, mess with my brain if I'm thinking about all that. But I come down, I'll get paralyzed for this. That's all I. That's all I got. That's the best answer I have for that. No, I'm. This is doing it for like me and the big man upstairs. You know. All right. Now, being that Alaska is the largest state, what yeah. was the largest road trip that you had to make to wrestle? Uh, I think it was from, well, maybe from Arizona to Mexico, and that was recent. So, yeah, that was like, yeah, not from Alaska. Like, I really am doing that, like, not a lot of stuff there because my surgeries happened there. But I think from when I was, since being here in uh, AWS, I, like, traveled, like, just drove to Mexico, just like four-hour drive for right now. So it was nothing too crazy, but it was interesting for sure, going across the border. Uh, but nothing, nothing too crazy yet, no crazy, super crazy road trips. I'm damn, I'm damn sure looking for him, you know. Now, is the lucha style something that you're comfortable doing if you go down into Mexico? And I'm sure there's a lot of lucha fans in Arizona. Is that something you enjoy doing, or do you not do very much of that style? Oh yeah, I'm more of a more of a I call myself a brawler, brawler style kind of wrestler. So if they're if they're tough. I'm down with it, you know. Yeah, I'm more of like I can go into the lucha style, like because they're just like, oh, they're they're tough people, you know what I'm saying? The luchas are tough. I'm I'm thinking about wearing the mask and a cowboy hat the next time I go up there, but I'm like, yeah, just to switch up the make a lucha lucha ray black or something. So yeah, the yeah, it's it's all there, you know. I can see that. Now, one of the things that has become I'd say more popular the last couple of years in pro wrestling 
at the independent level is live commentary during matches. Do you do shows where they do live commentary over the PA? And if so, do you have feelings on when that happens? Uh, I like uh, maybe. I've heard it. I've heard it. I heard some call during the matches. Heard some like you can't hear it during the matches. I think I'm more of a fan of it going. It's going on, but I really can't hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? But I I want it to go on like in a different like a more between the interview interviewers or the the guys who are calling the match. So I'm not like a fan. I'm like, oh yeah. Here's Ray Black. He's going for the elbow drop. Okay. So, if it's, if it's like a, con- yeah, controlled thing, yeah, I'm down for it. But either or, I've been through, like, both. I'm fine with both. And the, at the end of the day, I'm fine with both. All right. Well, that is the last of the questions I have, so I'm going to give things back to QT. Okay. QT. Yes, well, Ray, entrance music is uh, quite a common topic on this uh, show. Have you ever used uh, R. Kelly, any of his songs, as your entrance music? <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I have not used any of Robert Kelly's uh, music. No, I haven't used any of it. No, he's, no, no. Yeah, good, good. Me and R. Kelly never was met in the. We're not in the same atmosphere when it comes to my wrestling style and his voice. So that's that's yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Voice. R. Kelly. How about any Beastie Boys? I like Beastie Boys, but never came out to one. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, now, how about uh, Sign Guy mentioned uh, your longest road trip? Do you have any plans someday of wrestling in Japan? Oh yes, actually, actually before before I got out the military, I was gonna be they wanted to station me in Japan, but I was like, oh sure, I was gonna do it, but then they switch. You know, you know how it goes. They switch it around. They're trying to get you. They're trying to pull you in, then they can switch where you're going next. So I was like, oh, they wanted to send me to somewhere in the lower 48. And I was like, at the time, and I was like, uh, no, I'm just going to cut my term, got my two knee surgeries, let me get out. Because they wanted me to continue to do my thing. So I was like, oh, no, I'm good. Yes, yeah, sometimes but, uh, when you're filling out your dream, dream sheet or uh, future mm-hmm. uh, assignment sheet, they do that swerve you on know. you, just like a good heel turn. Look, you yeah. just know. Just like a good hill turn. That's all the, <laughs> the military's the best hill. But yeah, that's true. So exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. But, all right. Yeah, was, well yeah, Ray but, well, I will It's been very good having you on the show. I hope that you do some research and uh into that move where you do a parachute uh, drop off the top top turnbuckle, maybe on to Cubby in the future. Uh and at this point, uh, if you want to plug and promote anything, your favorite bagel, your favorite war movie, uh, Tom Hanks wrestling R. Kelly in the future, you can plug and promote. Oh, Go boy. ahead. Okay, so <laughs> September 18th, 
AWF Retribution. They're going to be me and Chubby Deep. Ray Black versus Chubby Deep. One more time. I'm telling you, this is the final feud in a strap match. I'm going to finish it in my way. Last time he had the Chubby Chip, I got the strap. So, Chubby, next time I see you, September 18th, AWF Retribution, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to break you up in a pile of rocks because everything I touch turns to gold. And that's it. Wow. All right. Well, Ray, thanks for having uh, – thank you for being on the show, taking your time. And if you run into Y period, T period, Jones, give him a fruit pie. Yes. <laughs> give him a fruit pie? Yes. I got to get more I gotta get more information on all this. I got to get more oh, okay. information. But, all right, definitely got to do some research. Okay. Thank you, Ray. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, sign guy. Sunday, people. Yes, very good. Yes. Get get well, son, guy. Okay. Get, get well. Get well.